Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits, and I'm bringing it to you real and unfiltered. I know there is so much information out there, so I'm here to help you navigate it all. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. I have a great episode today if you are interested in skincare and how to get clear skin and how to keep clear skin how to age gracefully, all of the things and how to do it holistically. So I know that I have a lot of experts in the field of dermatology and aesthetics and cosmetic surgery and all of that on the show. And they definitely have one approach to skincare and aging and all of that. So I wanted to get somebody kind of on the other end of the spectrum. And I thought who better than Donna Omari of Noi Skincare? I have followed her for years. I've talked about her on my podcast. I've posted TikToks using her practices. She's basically a skincare goddess, okay? She is gorgeous. She has incredible skin and she has devoted her life to holistic aesthetics, I guess. I don't know if that's an actual term, but, and just wellness and treating yourself from the inside out And I really wanted to get her expertise and her perspective on all of these things because she does not go the Botox filler surgery route. She does things like oil cleansing and facial reflexology and gua sha and face taping. And, you know, if you speak to people kind of in the medical field, Western medicine, they would probably say that there isn't scientific evidence to support these things. But these things have been around for ever. I don't want to say an amount of years because I know I'll say it wrong. But things like gua sha and, you know, acupuncture, her mom is an acupuncturist and reflexology. Those are things that have been around for centuries, at least. Okay, I don't know my facial history, but these practices are tried and true. And I was really fascinated learning about them and learning about like how face taping works. And she definitely explains the limitations, which I think a lot of practitioners don't do, which is maybe where some of this gets a bad rap. You know, I think people try to sell things like this, like face taping, for example. And I'm just thinking of posts that I've seen online where it's an alternative to a facelift. And 
that may not necessarily be true depending on how old you are and your skin texture and laxity and genetics and all of that. But, you know, it can improve circulation and it can help to plump the skin and all of that. So anyway, I will let you guys hear from the actual expert instead of me trying to reinterpret this stuff for you. But yeah, we talk about her sea buckthorn oil reset, which is something I posted about recently that really helped my skin that I know has kind of taken TikTok by storm, not my post, but her method and this product in particular. And she explains how that works. And we talk about facial reflexology, skin taping. We also talk about getting good skin from the inside out and how to achieve good skin without doing things like Botox and fillers. And she also opens up about her cancer diagnosis last year and what she's learned from that and what she learned about like following her intuition and other things from that experience. So I hope you guys enjoy Donna Omari. Definitely go follow her. She has amazing videos. So if you're wondering how to do these things, just go to her page. She explains it all. There were some audio issues only for the first five minutes. It's just a little bit muffled, but we did fix it. So I wanted to let you guys know that going into it so that you don't think the whole episode is like that. It does get clear and enjoy the episode. Welcome. So excited to talk to you. I'm excited to be here. So there's so much that I want to cover with you today, but I just kind of want to rewind to begin with because I know that your mom is an acupuncturist, right? Yes. So I actually went down a rabbit hole on her page and I was like, I got to go see her too. (laughs) But it seems like this kind of holistic kind of lifestyle has been in your blood almost like in your life forever, but has your lifestyle always been what it is today? Have you always been into wellness and this like kind of natural approach to everything or how did that evolve? I definitely think that I'm more aware now more than ever, which sometimes I feel like, I don't know, speaking to my mom when she talks about raising us, like they didn't think about this as much. They didn't think about her health and their aches and pain. I don't know. They just lived. They raised their children. And I feel like it's good to be aware, but sometimes it can be overwhelming as well. But my mom, it was really by accident. She was a full-time mother, raised us. My father was working. And when we got a little bit older, she wanted to go back to school. And she just kind of found acupuncture and it fit. It was something that she's truly passionate about. She didn't live like a holistic lifestyle before. But from my culture, you know, the food, we, we, we always had home cooked meals and real food, you know, not a lot of processed food, not a lot of, no, no, no sodas, nothing like that, but definitely weren't deprived or anything like that. And when she started studying it, she did all kinds of acupuncture. She treated for infertility. She treated for addiction, for pains, for everything, autoimmune diseases, and then when I, I struggled a lot with acne, like it doesn't affect everybody the same way. I think acne affects everyone, but it doesn't affect them the same way. And for me in high school, it was just like the worst. It was everything to me. I would look at people's skin all the time. I just wish and dream for healthy skin, not perfect because there's no perfect, but healthy. I, I feel like it reflects what's happening inside. So your skin's telling you 
something. And I, you know, went the aesthetic route in terms of getting facials and things like that. But when I was 19, my skin freaked out even more. And my mom was like, we have to start treating you with acupuncture. And at that time, she wasn't specializing in facial rejuvenation, but she took me to a professor of hers. They gave me herbs. They did acupuncture and slowly, slowly started to clear. And by that point, it was all over my face, all over my my neck and all over my chest. It was after a round of antibiotics, like three rounds for like three pimples that were left over. And I think that completely threw off my system. It completely threw off my body. And I've never had acne like that. I dropped out of my semester at college. I was so depressed. I put on like 20 pounds. I was really in a deep, like I would talk about, you know, like to my, my poor mom, like every day, it was just depressed. And so we went down that route. It took a while. It took about a year, but I was seeing progress. And that's when I became aware of holistic and alternative methods and how they can be, how can I kind of live by them or introduce them to my life? Still not as much as now, but that was the beginning. And then that's when I kind of got into aesthetics. We all want to have nice, smooth, healthy hair, but oftentimes we use nourishing products, but then we use heat on our hair, which can totally damage it and be counterproductive. So I want to tell you about the Infinity Pro by Conair. It's going to challenge your perceptions of traditional drying with their revolutionary smooth wrap hair dryer. It is powered by advanced plasma technology and it leaves your hair feeling smooth and healthy looking and it reduces frizz and dries hair super fast, which means less heat. So the smooth wrap hair dryer isn't your typical hair dryer. It's basically a treatment for all hair types. So traditional dryers emit only negative ions to control frizz, but smooth wrap is changing the game with their innovative, with their innovative advanced plasma technology. It wraps your hair in both positive and negative ions to rebalance the natural charge of your hair. And the result is more volume, less frizz and a shine that definitely turns heads. Also the smooth wrap raises the heat, but not the damage. They use ceramic technology, which helps minimize heat damage. And that results in sleeker, healthier looking hair. It's also lightweight and it's engineered with a powerful high torque motor that allows you to style in comfort and dries hair super fast. I think the best thing about this dryer is the versatility to create different styles, whether you have curls or if you want a wavy look or a smooth blowout, and you can really personalize your drying experience. It has three heat and two speed settings, so you can definitely switch up the styles. It also has a cool shot button to lock your style in place. It has a removable filter and it has a salon quality concentrator, which helps to channel the heat and focus your flow for targeted precise drying. So treat yourself and your hair by searching Conair Smooth Wrap on Amazon. This is where I found it. Again, that's Conair Smooth Wrap on Amazon.com. And you can try the new drying experience with Smooth Wrap today. 
Hi, I'm Pia Berengini, the creative director of LPA, an entrepreneur, a wife, and a dog mom based in Los Angeles. This is my new podcast, Everything is the Best, where we basically ask interesting people, how did you go from zero to yacht? I'm always curious how the hell people became successful, and I figured you would be too. Get on the internet with me. Let's laugh, let's cry, let's overshare, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Check out new episodes every Wednesday. It's all for you, baby. Thanks for listening. Love you, mean it. I think that sometimes people think about like aesthetics and skincare and all of these things as a little bit superficial and they don't realize like how much it can affect your self-esteem and how much it can kind of consume your life. Because when you're having issues like acne or whatever you're insecure about, whether it's like aging, melasma, rosacea, psoriasis, like there are so many different conditions and it can really like can really affect you. I mean, you know, I've never really struggled with breakouts and it's something that just happened to me over the last few months. And when you said that thing about antibiotics, I was like, Ooh, interesting. Cause I went on antibiotics in Italy in May for like a stomach virus. And it seemed to kind of like coincide with that a little bit. But anyway, I think people don't really realize like how much it can really affect you. And So I'm curious, like, what are some of the things that you did aside from acupuncture that you found really helped you with your acne? Obviously, everybody's different, but. At that time, it was definitely, I hadn't studied aesthetics yet. So it was definitely just the acupuncture. But once I cleared up the acne and got into school for aesthetics, I then started really learning. Like that was my biggest experience, learning experience and growth with how to treat my scars. And, and just now, even I break out after kids, like it's crazy after kids, my skin definitely shifted again. And I don't have cystic painful acne like I used to, but I am acne prone and I still have breakouts here and there. So I'm always, it's always a challenge for me to understand the root cause. Always like the acne on the skin, there are external factors, but most definitely internal factors. So I think in, in, in our culture and today's society, it's, you know, you, you see all that marketing for fix your acne with this cream or with this topical or, but it's, it's not the case. Nothing is going to be long lasting unless you address it from an internal standpoint. So that's why I got into facial reflexology. And I feel like it helps to keep my body balanced, my skin clear. It's very similar to acupuncture in the sense that you're stimulating points on the face that correspond with internal systems and organs, but it's via the central nervous system. And the central nervous system is, we don't realize how how big it is, how important it is to keep that balanced. And so I'm doing this, that's like a non-negotiable. I'm doing that for myself every single day, whether it's for cramps or for bloating or for just skin health, but that definitely keeps my breakouts at bay. Diet and nutrition keeping my inflammation down because I do have an autoimmune. I have Hashimoto's keeping, you know, just certain oils, like no vegetable oils, no canola, all of that. Very careful with oils and sugar. Sugar is like, it just feeds disease. So Mm -hmm. really keeping my gut as best as can be. But I also will say for anyone who's struggling with acne, it's not sometimes, I mean, it's, It wasn't until I went to a functional medicine doctor, an acupuncturist, that I understood and got a stool test, that I understood 
no matter what I tried, what I did, what if you have a bacteria, if you have an infection in your tooth that leads to the gut bacteria that basically wreaks havoc on your skin, nothing that you do is going to to work. Mm-hmm. And so you're just building up that frustration. So it's important to look at the root cause, what can really be, and not trying, I, I will say this also, and then we'll move on. We're not, a lot of times people will be like, I do this cleanse and do this cleanse and do this, you know, the medical medium, but I'll give my example. I was doing the medical medium, plant-based, juicing, everything started to get worse. My skin, bloating, it's so individual. And then what happened was after I got my stool test, all of these vegetables and this detox was making the infection that I had in my stomach, stemming from my mouth, way worse. It was feeding the infection. So I think it's important to understand where it's coming from. That's my experience. Mm -hmm. So if somebody comes to see you and they're struggling with acne, do you recommend that they try to see a functional medicine doctor or somebody who can help them get to the root cause? Or do you try to kind of navigate that together? And then if things aren't improving, then they go that route? Or how do you recommend somebody start if they're having issues? So obviously we always talk about lifestyle. I definitely, I think the first thing somebody does is the reset, the seabuckthorn, because our skin is very intelligent, very smart. It knows what to do. And it was like an aha moment when I found out about oil cleansing and just this oil in general. And this was like over 10 years ago. And it makes so much sense. So all of these things that we're doing to our skin they're just distractions, you know? So it's really important to sometimes just cut back and see what you can do externally, topically, because mm-hmm. what you're doing or not doing can definitely impact and have an effect on your skin. So they start with that. Then they start with what they could do. So diet, we speak about that. I'm not a nutritionist. so I don't go beyond what I feel like they should cut out, like sugar, you know, the inflammatory oils, things like that dairy. They should definitely be eating more organic. We talk about that. And then they do the reflexology, which you don't even understand how many women, like people think that it's just this little tool that you, you know, stimulate the skin with like, what can it possibly be doing? But it has so much, I have a girl who didn't get her period for over 10 years regularly. Her skin was a mess, disaster. Came to me. I helped her very, very much with facials. Once a week, she was coming. Very good student we transformed her skin. So a lot of it, we transformed her skin externally. Mm-hmm. But then if her, her period is not regular, I mean, that's hormonally, that throws off your whole body, all yeah. the function systems. Mm-hmm. So she did reflexology treating the reproductive system for five months, every single day, sometimes twice a day, and her, started to get her period regularly. She was on spirolactone before it was never regular really started to regulate her period. Other people, eczema, gone, patch of eczema, so many things that you, we have the power in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Now, if you see that it's helping, but it's not, they feel there's something else, then I, I tell them to go see a functional medicine to get a stool test because the stool does so much. Mm-hmm. I had such a bad infection in my mouth, such a bad infection that was, I mean, the cause of so many issues. So as soon as I took that tooth out, things just started changing. 
Yeah. What did that, did you feel that you had an infection or did you just kind of like, kind of go backwards? Like, okay, I have this infection in my gut. Where could it be coming from? And then you like worked your way backwards and realized that you had this like dental work or something. And that was the cause of it. Or did you feel, did you have like tooth pain and an infection mm-hmm. that you noticed? Ooh, okay. <laughs> That's the crazy part about it. Like literally it's called a silent infection. Like you don't know. I've ne- I never heard about it. Mm-hmm. And then one when I discovered Living Libations, this company, 10 years ago, she had a dental line, oral hygiene products. And I was like, what does that have anything to do with the skin? Like she's mm-hmm. just so ahead of the game. She's brilliant. And I remember starting to listen to, you know, podcasts that she was on back in the day, YouTube videos, talking about oral health. And how much it impacts the skin, but how it's the entryway to our gut and it impacts our gut as well. So that was the first connection. So I switched over to holistic oral care. Could never look back. Could never look back. I can't believe I was using those stuff before. I was able to reverse a small cavity. I really got my teeth and my gums very strong and healthy. Like my dentist was in shock. And then things just started to fall into my lap. Like my friend saw this acupuncturist, functional medicine doctor who did her stool test and told her that she has a cavitation, a silent infection in her jaw, two spots where her wisdom teeth were extracted. And, you know, people tell you things all the time, but sometimes they go through one ear out the other mm-hmm. and other times they resonate with you and you're like, wait, like I started getting sick. Like my health started to decline, even the shift in my skin. Mm-hmm. I thought I had kids because I had kids, but I actually got my root canal three months after my first was born. Wow. I have chills because, because it's, it's, I would never make that connection. And so I went to see him, he did the stool test and he saw the bacteria from the gums, very dangerous, by the way, very dangerous bacteria inside my gut. And then he sent me to a dentist to confirm it. Mm-hmm. And they did biopsy once they extracted the tooth. Wow. If you are looking for a one-stop shop for all things face, look no further than Face Foundry. So Face Foundry is an efficient and effective focused facial bar specializing in all things face. That is facials, lashes, brows and skincare. They are on a mission to help people feel good because when you feel good, you do good and the world always needs more of that. So at Face Foundry, they have skin experts that meet you where you are and they help you reach your skin goals no matter what. Education and inclusiveness are at the root of all that they do. I think this is so incredible because we all want to be able to pamper ourselves and take care of our skin and see experts, but sometimes it's really not accessible and Face Foundry is on a mission to change that. They focus on the face and they make maintenance and results-driven skincare approachable, affordable, and accessible. They have locations around the country. Right now they have Chicago, Phoenix, Houston, Nashville, and more, and they are opening more. So definitely go to their website and check them out. They also have a website with 
their incredible product line that was formulated, manufactured, and distributed in Minnesota. So one of those products is the collagen spritz. This is incredible. It's their holy grail. It's basically a magical product. So they partnered with a German skin chemist to formulate the product and it uses a soluble form of collagen that's formulated at a molecular level to be systematically absorbed into the skin. So definitely check that out as well. It can be used any time of the day. It can be used as a serum. It can be makeup setting spray or just a light refresher. So you guys can go to facefoundry.com or you can visit facefoundry on Instagram for more information. That's face, F-A-C-E-F-O-U-N-D-R-I-E, facefoundry. And you can use the code blonde at checkout for $20 off your first service or online order. Again, that's facefoundry.com and the code is blonde for $20 off. If you are looking for an alcohol alternative or you're just looking for a drink that's going to enhance your productivity and your focus, I am here to tell you about Feel Free by Botanic Tonics. So I just had the founder of this company on the podcast, actually, and it was really interesting to learn how this came to fruition. So he actually struggled with alcoholism and when he stopped drinking, he was looking for something that would give him that same kind of warmth and that connectivity that you get with other people when you're drinking and he couldn't find anything. So he did a lot of research and research on himself and he came up with this healthy productivity enhancer and alcohol alternative. It features kava and other ancient plants from the South Pacific and it has been described as a heart opener. So it's basically a non-alcoholic drink substitute. It can help with the occasional stress and like I said, focus and productivity and it's also just a nice drink to feel free when you're hanging out with your friends. So right now, exclusively for my listeners, you can try Feel Free for 40% off your first purchase. All you have to do is go to botanictonics.com and use the promo code BLONDE at checkout. That's B-L-O-N-D-E. Again, that's botanictonics.com and you can get 40% off with the code BLONDE. Okay. I feel like there's so many things that I want to dive into, but I'm going to rewind back to the sea buckthorn just because like I posted about it a few weeks ago. So many people have sent me messages and asked me about it. And they're asking me like, how to use it? Why does it? And I'm like, I have no idea. (laughs) So I want to have you like go over it and, and how is it helpful and how does it help acne, oily acne prone skin? Because I am... I've never really had acne, but I have had like clogged pores. I'm more oily than I am like dry or normal. And everybody has always told me to not use oil no matter what and not use moisturizers, not use anything that has oil in it. No, no skin oils, nothing. So I was just kind of desperate. And that's when I ordered it. And I was shocked. (laughs) Not shocked. I mean, I was like, I, I trusted you, but from what everybody else had always told me, I was like, I can't believe I'm slathering oil on my face. So can you tell everybody like how it works and what's, what it's good for? 
Yeah, so just just to also backtrack a little about the oil, when I was when I started, I was breaking out like after my right before getting pregnant with Eva with my second, my skin freaked out and I had the skin spot by then. Nothing that I had at my disposal that I used for clients or myself worked. And that's when I went to the oil because I remembered I used it a while ago. Within five days, which I think yours also mm-hmm. reacted very quickly. It doesn't happen like that for everyone. Within five days, there was no breakout on my face. And that's when I was like, I have to like, I have to just like tell every single person that I know I have to shout it because obviously there's no one product that's going to work for everyone. Mm -hmm. It's not possible, but in general, oil likes oil. Have you heard of that before? Mm -hmm. Like oil attracts oil, oil likes oil. So when you put oil on the skin, not every oil is made the same. So it does matter how the oils are sourced, the grade of essential oils, the formulation, that's important to note because I've used oils before and all I all it did was break me out. And so oil is something that is when you're applying oil to the skin as a cleanser, it's able to pull the non-beneficial oils, the dirt, the grime, because you're using a cotton ground or a washcloth, but it leaves the good oils that our skin needs to thrive. It doesn't compromise the protective barrier, the acid mantle like foaming cleansers do, which we don't realize that's your first step to skin success. If you're cleansing your skin day and night and you're constantly shifting the pH and the protective barrier, your skin is going to become vulnerable and susceptible and eventually it will react, you know? So you have to strengthen the immunity of your skin. You have to bring your skin back to its natural functioning state. By doing that, oil cleansing is the best because it, again, cuts out all the distractions, restores the acid mantle, which is the protective barrier, and just calms and nourishes the skin. When your skin is calm, it thrives. It can only do good. Then you can incorporate an active here and there. But the first base, like the foundation of the skin, has to be calm. Acne is inflammation. So if you're going to throw an acid, on acne, you're just causing more inflammation. Maybe initially you'll see something because it's exfoliating, but there you're causing inflammation and it's gonna, it's going to respond like that. So oil is able to thoroughly clean the skin without stripping the natural oils. And that restores the balance in the skin. And when mm-hmm. you have balance in the skin, you won't break out as much, you won't be, you won't have excess oil, you won't be too dry will just be balanced homeostasis mm-hmm. for people who have tried it and they started breaking out worse should they stick with it or should they switch i know that there's another one that doesn't have coconut oil in it right which by the way is is, is something that i also was taught like coconut oil is comedogenic and mm-hmm. coconut oil like it, it's not true it just really has to do with the state of your skin maybe you're sensitive to lavender, maybe you're sensitive to an essential oil. Maybe the coconut doesn't agree with your skin. Maybe you're allergic, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think that from what other people told me, again, this product is like all over the place for a reason, you know, Mm -hmm. it's so magical when it works that it's worth a shot, whether you should stick it out if it's breaking you out or not. I think it's really, it's hard to say yes or no, because you know, your skin best. Like I know when I use a product, if my skin is freaking out from the ingredient or if it's because sometimes there is a purge there is sometimes mm-hmm. if there's stuff 
stuck on the surface of the skin under the surface, it will, while it's restoring that balance and it will go through a transitional phase of purging. But for me, my experience, it was like the complete opposite. So try to continue maybe 30 days. If it, obviously if it gets very bad, stop. Mm-hmm. stop. Try the sandalwood is a great alternative if people don't do well with the sea buckthorn, but there's just something about the sea buckthorn, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I also find And people get so frustrated with me sometimes because they write to me, I'm doing it exactly how you show. I'm doing it exactly how you say I'm breaking out. And then I, I ask them, repeat to me how you're using it. They're like, Mm -hmm. just like you're like, no, but repeat it. Mm -hmm. And they're doing something incorrect. You know, there's Mm -hmm. always, it kind of, it takes a second to get the hang of oil cleansing. Mm -hmm. And then also Keep in mind, it is very, very important what's happening on the inside. Right. I believe that if you have a lot of food intolerances, if you use a product, it might trigger something. Mm-hmm. So it's important to address it both ways. It's hard to say whether they should continue or not. And I'm sure you got a lot of people asking you that. <laughs> I'm like, this is not my wheelhouse. And, and so yeah. many people asking me how to use it. And I'm like, she literally has a page of videos on how to matter. do it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I promise you. It's like you would think this is my product that I'm not yeah. that I didn't talk about it. Uh-huh. It's like they need, it's like almost like I wish I could do it on everybody, you yeah. know? Yeah. But it's, I can tell you basically how you use it. Okay. So we found that using a washcloth with an oil obviously was ideal at first, but using a washcloth, it's, very hard to properly sterilize and disinfect a anything in the washing machine. Mm-hmm. So even if you're using the best natural detergent, there's always going to be some kind of a residue of the detergent on the washcloth. And we found that it was causing people like little bumps under the skin when they would use anything reusable. This was like years back. Mm-hmm. So I was using always pretty much maybe for a little time was using washcloths at the very beginning, but cotton rounds. For my skin, even when I was in high school, like my esthetician would be like, dry your face with paper towel, not with a towel. So that was always like in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. So I always used it with cotton rounds and slowly, slowly that started to spread. And you basically just take a cotton round. Also important, which one? Some of them are a little bit more abrasive on the skin than others. So I use a company called Intrinsics. And then I just wet it under warm water. I wring the cotton round. I apply three pumps of the sea buckthorn. And in small circular motions, I just gently move about the face, one side of the face, very, very gentle, everything, you know, not scrubbing. Mm -hmm. And then I flip it onto another corner, ring it again, under warm water, three pumps on the other side, flip it again, ring it under warm water, three pumps. And you're going to be like, whoa, that's a lot of oil. That's just what works for me. Mm -hmm. You can try a little oil. I just feel like like my skin is thoroughly clean that way. And the more oil I use, I feel like the more it nourishes my skin. So use as much as you need, but I use nine to 12 pumps. Neck, decollete as well. Don't forget this is, we're all concerned with when we get older and it's too mm-hmm. late. Your face goes down to your boobs. That's what I was told. <laughs> it does. And that's why I also love breast massage for other reasons, but also for the skin of my breast, you know, mm-hmm. and all of my body. Like slather the sea buckthorn all over your body. This is a mm-hmm. product, which I also, okay, I'll go back to it. But basically for the reset, 
you just do that. Then you splash your face with cold water. Now, in order for, if you dry your skin and apply the oil, that's just going to cause dehydration and dryness. You have to make sure that your skin is wet or damp when you're applying the oil if you want it to provide moisture. That's very important. While you do the, the reset, your skin may also be a little dry. Sometimes people get a lot of dryness. Mm-hmm. Like it's all normal because it's just your skin is transitioning. It's restoring its balance. It's working itself out. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's basically it. <laughs> it is 2022 and climate change is a real threat and it's happening. So we should all be cognizant of ways to offset our carbon footprints and make changes to live more sustainably. But it can be really hard to know where to start. And sometimes it just feels so overwhelming, like little efforts that we make individually aren't going to make a difference, but they do, especially when it is collective. So I found an incredible resource called REN, W-R-E-N, REN is basically your on-ramp to climate action. So they help you understand your own impact and how that fits into the world. And then they help you offset your footprint by funding projects that plant trees, protect rainforests, sequester CO2, and more. So you can see some of their amazing projects on their website. So being that I live in California, I am personally really interested in their biochar project. This project helps to prevent wildfires in California's old growth forests by removing dead and flammable trees. And then they use a cutting edge process to turn the tree biomass into biochar, keeping carbon out of the air for thousands of years. So it's incredible. You can go on their site and go through their projects and find ones that are personally meaningful to you. And signing up for REN is an easy way to do something meaningful about the climate crisis. It's going to take all of us to end the climate crisis. So do your part today by signing up for REN. You can go to ren.co slash blonde. And when you sign up, they will plant 10 extra trees in your name. That's wren.co slash blonde and start making a difference today. And then in the morning, you do the same thing? Yeah. So in the morning, i that's the beauty of oil cleansing. You could do it after you, before you work out. You could do it after you work out. You could do it in mm-hmm. the day. You could do it at night. You're not stripping. You're not nothing. You're just benefiting the skin. I do it in the morning. And same, same thing. But if I'm following with other products, then I'll remove with the toner and follow with my serums. But it is my cleanser for morning and night maybe twice a week when I do LED or some kind of like other product that's like a retinol, like one of my actives, mm-hmm. I'll use a regular foaming cleanser. I don't love it, but sometimes the skin likes change. It likes to be surprised. So mm-hmm. when I kind of like surprise it like that, I feel like it responds best. Mm-hmm. I've always said that. I've always felt like my skin just will acclimate to something and it will kind of stop being effective. And I'm always like my skin and my hair, I feel like everything just does better. If I'm like, like switching it up a little bit, like keeping it on its toes. (laughs) 
But exactly. And like, and I say, why I'm not a fan of like using the same thing every morning, every night for three mm-hmm. months straight being like, okay, my skin had enough of that. Let's do another whole, no, have like a couple of modalities, washer, reflexology, LED, whatever it is that you love, microcurrent, have a couple of modalities that you love, have a, a, a rotation of products that you swear by and every morning and night, switch it up, switch it up from day to night. In the morning, keep it super simple with sea buckthorn as your cleanser, moisturizer, guasha. At night, do your sea buckthorn, mist, you know, mystic and all your serums, toner, all your serums, moisturizer. The next morning, you know, do something else like a five step. That night, do just the sea buckthorn. Mm-hmm. Um, constantly work and rest your skin. So nourish your skin and and work your skin, but also by doing a little bit and then a lot. And then you'll see your skin respond the best that way. And then I always tell people, if you are on a good, you know, your skin's doing well, you did the, the, the reset and you started to introduce your other products because you want some brightening or, you know, some anti-aging properties. But then you notice that your skin maybe in a month from then has a little bit of a breakout or is a little bit vulnerable, sensitive, because we're always in a different state every single day, depending on our emotional, mental, stress, diet, whatever it is, time of the month. Always you have the sea buckthorn reset to resort to. So whenever your skin is acting out, just do the sea buckthorn for a couple of days. Less is more. Mm-hmm. For acne, less is always more. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, last question about the sea buckthorn, but I know that people sent this in in the question and answer thing on Instagram. For the reset, you do your absolute best not to like wear makeup or use sunscreen or anything. But if you are past the reset or if you have to wear makeup or something, do you use the sea buckthorn to remove the makeup as well and then do the cotton rounds? How do you do that? It's a big question. Makeup. I know. And that's why I tell people no makeup the first seven days, just because you really don't know how to cleanse with the this oil. So if you mm-hmm. have makeup on, I don't want you breaking out from not cleansing properly. No. So makeup, I don't wear foundation. So it's, and when I do once in a while, I, it really irritates my skin to just use the sea buckthorn. I'll be honest. So in that case, I take my foaming cleanser. I cleanse with it, then splash everything off and then do my, my sea buckthorn cleanse you would think that it may be the opposite, like a pre-cleanser and a foaming cleanser, but no, make sure to end with the sea buckthorn. Mm-hmm. And on nights that I do that, on days that I wear foundation, I make sure to to follow with the sea buckthorn as my moisturizer overnight to just keep it simple, re-nourish my, my skin. Mm-hmm. Okay, amazing. And if you need a little concealer and a little blush, mm-hmm. just use more pumps. Is there a, con- what is, what concealer do you like? I know everyone's going to ask. I'm the worst person when it comes to makeup. I think everyone thinks because I do skincare, like maybe I also do natural, (laughs) natural makeup has been a disaster for me in terms of experience. Mm -hmm. Tarte and Kosas work well for me. And I know Tarte is not natural, but it's a little bit clean. Kosas powder works really well for me. I keep it so simple. I really like right now I only have, I don't have concealer. I put a little bit of powder and then, which I don't even know if it does anything without concealer. <laughs> I really don't. Well, you look amazing. So, <laughs> no, but then, but then I just put on some blush, which I have. That I will, I will 
I'm trying something out and I have to know that I love it, love it, love it. And then I share it. Okay. So maybe, maybe this will be, you know, something that I will announce eventually. We'll stay tuned for that. Okay. So let's talk about gua sha and face taping and wrinkles and volume loss, laxity, anti-aging, all of those things. So have you ever gotten Botox or filler? No, it's like the Amazing. most popular question yeah. that I get. Actually, it's like, it's people think I'm a liar, but which I think is really what bothers me most. I'm really not against, and I, I watch your content. Like you're so open with what mm-hmm. you do. And I love that if whatever I do, I will always own because then mm-hmm. what's the point of doing it? Like yeah. you do something, you do it all the way. Yeah. So, so my, my mom, it was just not an example in my home Like she's never done it. So when it started getting popular, I don't know how many years, 10, 20, I don't know how many years mm-hmm. I didn't know. any. I didn't understand it, you know? And then over time, people asking me questions about it still not really understanding. Like I was always a little bit more on the holistic side, or I was always really just concerned with pimples, with acne, mm-hmm. like wrinkles was never something that was on my mind. Cause I don't have them yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I started doing social media and, you know, you find the best lighting, you know how to move your face to certain angles mm-hmm. and everybody fillers and Botox, you know, my forehead, they say doesn't move. And, and, and this is something that I feel like is what's wrong with today's society, mm-hmm. because if you choose to do injections, this is beautiful. It's something that bothers you. You do it, share it. <clears throat> It's something I hated my nose. I got a nose job. I'm very open about that. But the fact that we all assume that everybody does it or they look just how could they possibly look good at the age of 37 Mm -hmm. without injections is just weird to me, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think also like you have taken such good care of yourself and you've had this kind of in your life and you've had these modalities And when you do that, that reflects on the outside. And obviously there are other factors like genetics and, you know, all of that comes into play for me. And I talk about this all the time, but when I got sober at 28, I remember looking, well, I remember looking in the mirror and being like, huh, this is interesting. (laughs) But also I remember taking a picture with my boyfriend at the time we were outside at a pool and I looked at my face and I was like, holy shit, because I had been drinking, smoking, doing drugs, not sleeping for 10 straight years in the sun, frying myself. I mean, it was like shocking and that was reflected. And so I went to a dermatologist actually just for a skin check. And they were like, do you want to throw some Botox in here? Cause I had deep static lines. And that was kind of like a revelation for me. Cause I was like, Oh wow. But yeah, I feel like people do I don't know. People are just so judgmental now. And they, they do assume that if somebody looks good, they've done work. And that isn't always the case. But I I also feel like I can't judge anyone who does injections. They don't have deep forehead wrinkles. I don't know how Mm -hmm. I would feel if I did. Yeah. You know, just like somebody who has a perfect small nose could never understand how I felt really did not feel like, I know what you mean when you looked at yourself and you're like, this doesn't feel like me, mm-hmm. you know, I always felt like this does not feel like me. This nose does not feel like me. It's not how I see myself. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not in for shaming anyone. I'm not, I think, I think 
it's really all of this. And you spoke about this before, like, it's not just vanity, you know, it's like confidence. It's how we feel about ourselves. It's how we conduct ourselves. It's, it's beautiful. Now, the thing that, the thing that I try to inspire other women, I think women who have a little bit of what's the word pressure from just people getting these, they don't even know that they want them a hundred percent. They don't know that they, they don't know what they want. And then they really regret it, you know? So I, I think that's where I'm a voice for people where they want to go the alternative route. And yes, I've been doing something on myself. I've been doing lasers and, and, and altered acupuncture, facial rejuvenation. I've been doing things on myself for a very long time being in the industry and it's genetics as well. My mom never did anything and her face is just falling a little bit, but there's no wrinkles. She's beautiful. She, she has no wrinkles. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so, but, but I, I, I think that that is, that's where I am very, very much all about the challenge of seeing if fate, like I have all my face tape here, if face mm-hmm. tape actually prevent me from getting wrinkles. And then I can share it with people because I never, if people weren't concerned with wrinkles, if I didn't have social media, I probably wouldn't be even like addressing wrinkle care yet because mm-hmm. it's not a concern of mine. But because that of that, I start doing the work. I start doing the research, the experience of myself. And then it's like really exciting because I see a difference. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think also if you do choose to get injections, there is still the in-between time. So yes. like, I know for me, like if I get a little Botox or dysport in my forehead or around my eyes or whatever, well, then there's still the four to six months, eight months, whatever it is between. And I want to prolong that as long as I can, because I don't just want to go in for injections and then like just wait for the next time that I have to go. I mean, there's so much that we can do to improve things. And you said something before about people who don't even know what they want. Like that's another thing that I've noticed whenever I have like a cosmetic surgeon or somebody who does injections or whatever on my show, people will send in questions and be like, I don't have any wrinkles yet, but should I start doing Botox or like what is a good age to start? And it's like, if you don't know that you want it, don't do it. And I think that is true. What you said about like, you're having a voice and you're kind of a, like a guide for those people as well. So people who are just not sure yet, you know, maybe when I'm 50, I'll do it. Maybe when I'm 60, I'll do it, you know, but I also think what you said, like you doing face taping can actually benefit your Botox and, and injections. Like people mm-hmm. don't understand that, okay, some things that you do can weaken the effect of the injections, I think. So I would opt out, mm-hmm. obviously. But get doing alternative in between is also beneficial for you for that area to get the blood and the oxygen and the lymph and to, to, to rejuvenate the skin, to regenerate the skin. That's all that face taping does. It regenerates the skin quicker, much mm-hmm. quicker. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm buying the tape. I'm buying the reflexology tool. <laughs> Thank you. I'm buying the cleanser. I'm going to buy the mystic. I am like very inspired. Go slow. Promise oh, me yeah, yeah. Slow. Okay. Because when you start to see things on your skin, like when you start to see your skin's doing really well, then you're like, okay, I, I, I'm really conservative with my skin. Mm-hmm. Like 
very, very, I ease into if I'm breaking out and then I need a break, I'm very, very careful easing into things. But mm-hmm. all these modalities, why face taping is so beautiful for breakout, because it will not, it will not break you out like a product. It will only help the breakout or the pigment, the scar, because it's working with your lymphatic system. It's so unbelievable. Do you know how face taping works? Yes. Mm-mm. Okay. Kinesiology tape. So it's very healing. We know that on, on body, on, for injuries, they use it to speed up the healing process. Mm-hmm. This tape, when applied to the skin, when it connects with the structure of the skin, it, it, it creates a lifting effect. So imagine for four to six hours that you have this tape on your face, eventually you don't start four to six hours. Imagine it, it's lifting the epidermis, that tape is lifting, and you're getting consistent flow of blood, oxygen, lymph, and nutrients to the muscle, the tissue, and the skin. Imagine how powerful the healing and just the skin regeneration process is. And when I take it off, I'm, I'm shocked. I don't even look at it as a lifting or wrinkle thing yet for me. It's mm-hmm. again, the skin. Mm-hmm. So acne has to do with lymph. It has to do it, all of that, you know, marks. It's all stagnation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was DMing with you and you were asking how my skin was doing and I told you that I'm still having like this, just on this side, just right here, like under my jaw, top of my neck, which I never had before. You said that was a lymph issue, most likely, mm-hmm. which is so interesting because like you go and this is not, you know, to bash on like dermatologists or anything, but when I've gone that route, it's like, birth control, spironolactone, hormones. And it's just like band-aid, like put a band-aid on that, like get the hormones, you know, or, or shut those hormones down (laughs) essentially. And, you know, I, it just isn't like a, it's not a sustainable solution. It doesn't seem like for some people maybe, but. No, I think it's important to talk about that. You know, it's not bashing. I think it's just, I think we should be open to evolving, you know, dermatologists, as well. I'm not, they're brilliant. You know, they studied the skin, they studied, but, but sometimes they're not evolving, you know, with the new information. And just, I see just that me going to a dermatologist and other clients and what it's done to me, it was really not beneficial for, for what I needed at the time. So I think that hold on, you know, get, get different opinions from your derm, from your esthetician, whatever it is, but do your research, you know, what, what feels right to you? It's the most important thing is your, your intuition, your gut feeling, and also just hold on, you know, take a step back and, and see what your, where, what your options are before you commit to something that can completely throw off your body and cause more harm than good in the long run. Mm -hmm. So we haven't even talked about this huge life thing that happened for you in the last year, right? It, It started last year, your diagnosis. How can you just tell everybody like what happened, how that came to be? And you've talked about this on your Instagram too. So you don't have to like go, you know, super into it if you don't want to, but you were diagnosed with cancer and I would love to hear like how that, if that, I would imagine it did, how that changed your whole perspective and your approach to wellness. So it was a really crazy thing. It's still a crazy thing. You know, I have to get monitored every three months. 
And every three months, it's like very nerve wracking. They find something, they have to follow up on it. It's like, I feel like sometimes I'm living in a movie, you know, like it doesn't seem real. But it, it started basically, my diagnosis happened last September, but I was not feeling good since my third baby was born. So basically four years ago, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and I'm very in tune with my body. I'm very like, if, if something is off, I just, I feel it. And I don't want to just, again, put a bandaid on it. I want to try to figure it out, but answers weren't coming to me. You know, they just weren't. And I was lost and I had no hope and it was very stressful. And I was going to this doctor and that doctor and this so crazy. What, what I found out in those few years. And then the summer of 2019. Um, so like a year, almost a year before the pandemic happened, I started getting a pain in my bone during ovulation and it put me out. It put me out for a day. And I was like, what is that? And my first feeling, my first, my, you know, they always say that first gut thought mm-hmm. is not a like your intuition. And the first thing I said was that just feels really different and weird. Like, what if that's like bone cancer? You know, like it was like in my bone, it was like pain that I've never felt before. And it would be on and off. I went to the gynecologist. They did like a vaginal ultrasound to see maybe like a cyst was pressing and it was radiating down my leg. It almost felt like sciatica. It started getting worse and worse, but on and off. And then the pandemic hit and a month into it, it must have been like a monster by then. It was just 24 seven, like knives were just being like stuck in my back, in my leg, in my thigh, groin area. I went to this physical therapist, that homeopathy, to this, to that, to chiropractor, to fascia work. To, I did an MRI. I told them my, my back and my leg were hurting. They just took it of my lower back. I was like, take it of my leg too. They're like, we can't. You're, I was like on the machine. I'm like, but why you didn't order it for my leg, you know? And this was eight months before I was diagnosed. They didn't, wow. yeah. So they, they, I was misdiagnosed. It, they kept saying it was bursitis, it was sciatica, it was, but it was also my fault because I almost went, it's like, I don't know. You know, we're always afraid to know. It's not mm-hmm. really the unknown. It's like, we're afraid to find out. So I didn't go to an orthopedic doctor until I couldn't walk anymore. And that was, yeah. So it was a year and a half of excruciating pain which looking back, I just don't understand how I did that. I really don't. Like I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, I disconnected from my family, like from my kids, really. Like I stayed at work as much as I can. I would like cry in between sessions. Like it was just so, it was such a bad time in my life. And, but I feel like I knew, I also like knew that it was something super serious, but so disconnected in every way, spiritually, mentally, emotionally got farther and farther away from, from, from that. And in, in August, I couldn't walk anymore. I stopped working. I, I scheduled an appointment that was like a month out to a doctor. I went to see him. He was a spine specialist. And then he called me that night and he told me that he gave it to his, to the chief of orthopedic surgery, like oncologist. I looked him up. He didn't say it, but I looked him up and it was like, it was like chief oncologist orthopedic surgeon. And I was like, I I have cancer. And he was like, you need to go ASAP. And it was my holiday. It was like a very holy holiday for us. He's like, I don't know what, you know, what to tell you, but you need to go as soon as possible. 
so I went and the tumor was 13 centimeters in diameter. So it was like, it was huge. Wow. Yeah. And in your thigh? It was in my hip and thigh. Hip and thigh. Okay. So he didn't understand how it didn't break my leg, how it didn't shatter my leg, how it didn't spread at that time. Like, but I was like doing homeopathy for like, like religiously for a year and a half. And I feel like that saved my organs in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was my bone because there was no other explanation. It was so big. And he was like, for a week straight, week, a little bit over a week, they thought it was the most aggressive form of bone cancer, osteosarcoma. And I just thought that I was going to die. Like, it was like they were preparing me for, he was like, it just, you know, this is what it looked like. <sighs> and then, you know, you go through the MRI and the biopsy and the full body scans and you're, and, and I, it's just like, it's the worst. And then they brought me in and he was like, it's chondrosarcoma, good news in a way because it's a less aggressive, it's a slow growing tumor. So very serious. You need a surgery immediately. We booked it for two days later. Didn't spread. I was so happy. I was so relieved, but I had no idea what was waiting for me. The rehab was so insane. I don't wish it upon anybody. It was like, and anybody, just so many people are going through hardship with diseases and cancer and treatment and rehab. And when you're like in it, you're just like, whoa, like how? Like you have to really reach, you know, being, you were in the worst of the worst place, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. With thing, was it alcohol? Drugs and alcohol, yeah. You know, it's like the deepest, darkest hole that you just don't know how you're going to climb out of. Mm-hmm. And you just fight. Mm-hmm. I remember, I don't even know if you saw this, but I remember you posted a video, I think of you and your husband, like dancing in the kitchen or something. I think it was during that, time I think that you were going through that but nobody knew yet and it was such a beautiful video and I saw somebody commented because I think I went to like it or something and somebody was like why put this on the internet I don't know if you even saw that but I I was like when when it finally came out like you just never know what somebody is going through and Mm -hmm. I don't know why that stuck with me as just like some people just are so unhappy with themselves. And so they have to like spread that negativity and try to take other people down. But I remember it just stuck with me because I know how that feels when somebody writes that to you. And then when I saw you talking about your diagnosis and everything you had been through during that time, I was like, wow, like, I don't know why that really struck a nerve with me, but I just really like felt for you. (laughs) Well, I remember that it was like a thread of people yeah. talking about it. And I usually, you know, the reason why it didn't really bother me at the time was because I knew, like I posted that video for me, like it was mm-hmm. such a big thing. I was, I was like shitting in a bedpan in my bed, couldn't walk, couldn't shower, couldn't bend my knee, couldn't like, and then to be standing and like dancing again when I thought I was going to die, like, mm-hmm. So it's not so much about like, and, and I, and many people, it's funny because many people DM'd me after the fact saying, I'm sorry if I was ever like, you know, rude or, or, and I don't know who said what and, you know, Mm -hmm. but 
I didn't hold it against anyone because I feel like, like I said, there's so many people who are going through stuff. Like me dancing with someone like triggered somebody. It triggered Mm -hmm. the love trigger. Just like me saying, I don't have Botox. It triggers some people. I don't know why, but it triggers them. Like they, they, they really get angry with me and don't believe me. It's like, I just know that there's nothing and and I'm not going to change any way. And you know, this having a platform, like you're just going to do you and there will be outside opinions. And at the end of the day, yeah, maybe some of them will learn that you just really never know what somebody's going through. You know, Mm -hmm. like this person got angry at me about injections, lying about injections. Like I want to tell her, like, I have cancer. Like I'm not allowed to put stuff into my body at that moment, mm-hmm. you know, but we don't go, we don't get confrontational. Mm-hmm. It's just not what we're here to do. Yeah. Yeah. Best not to engage. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a, it's like an energy thing. It's an energy. And sometimes they're energy vampires. And, you know, honestly, like it's, it, it just, I let it kind of like, you know, I really do let it roll up, especially after the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So many things don't bother me like they used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess to kind of close out, like what what has that taught you? I know that you're still going through rehab right now and it's still like a really difficult thing, but what is that, what, what has been the biggest lesson do you think from this experience that you'll take with you moving forward? Always, always, always listen to your body and don't wait. Like if you know something is off, like I'm not even talking about just physically, I'm talking about mentally and emotionally. Like I, I didn't know that I had a mental health issue. I was like the most like positive, perky. I don't take myself seriously. I laugh at myself and everyone. Like that's just the person that I am. Mm -hmm. But I really had a very, very big mental health issue when it comes to health and fear and, 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 and worries and like it paralyzed me. And it wasn't until I hit rock bottom, literally where I sought out help. And so if you can just really put yourself first and connect with even, you know, just connect with your, your soul by, by whether it's therapy or a healer or meditation, or, you know, we, we live in a world where it's a lot of, you know, we're working and working and we think it's good we're hustling and we're no, like step back, take time to really, really, really like delve deep. Don't wait till you're, because I know all that, all my fears and worries contributed to my, my illness. You know, our mind, our body hears our mind, this I firmly believe in. And so the more fear I got throughout those years, the more I disconnected with myself and it was the worst feeling, the worst. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, meditation is a non-negotiable. I work with a healer who's like, like therapy on steroids. I work with her once a week since my diagnosis. And it's like soul work, it's very intense, you know? And it's hard to commit to that, but like, and, and I keep getting tested, you know? And then also to, I, I still have a lot more to learn because I'm not, I still have those fears, still have those worries. And I want to, I want to just, I know that I have a lesson to learn. I know that I have a purpose with this whole thing. I I don't exactly know what it is yet, but I just, I'm open for it. And so I think doing the work has been the biggest thing that I took out of this. And I'm 
in a way, this has been one of the best years in a very long time, which mm-hmm. is so weird. It was really the hardest year of my life. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like, I don't know if you know who Ryan Holiday is, but he has a book like The Obstacle is the Way. And it just reminds me of with my own experience, like even though I was different, I almost died from alcoholism and addiction. And I, for so many years, thought that that was the worst thing that ever happened to me. And it was like by far the best thing that ever happened to me because it completely changed my life once I got sober and and I've been able to use that experience as a good thing. And it taught me so much. And I think we're so averse to adversity. And obviously like nobody wants to get sick. Nobody wants to have cancer. Like that's a given. But when you are faced with these things, you can turn them into, I don't want to say like a positive thing, but it it can like really change your trajectory and your perspective. And it's so wild that, right, to even say like, it's the best thing that happened to you. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird to say it because I don't, I, I, I obviously wish it didn't happen to me. You know, I'm still dealing with it. I still don't know what's going to happen. It's very scary, you know, but, but, there is, there is a reason, there is a reason. And yeah, it brought you to where you are right now. And it brought me to where I am. And I don't know, it's going to, it, it changes everything. It mm-hmm. changes everything. Mm-hmm. By the way, having like, because you said it's not the same, but it's, it's, I'm sure it's one of the worst things to be, to be deep in addiction. Like mm-hmm. I just remember when I got, I actually got addicted to the opiates in the beginning, the pain meds mm-hmm. coming off, like the withdrawal. I wanted mm-hmm. to kill myself. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been in a deeper state in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, like, cause my brother actually struggled with something in the past. And I thought to myself, like, I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine, you know, coming out of something like that. You have to be so strong. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, it, it reminded me when you were talking about like not wanting to face it, that's really something that happens in addiction too. I mean, you're in this like hell and it's so hard. I mean, denial, that's like the biggest component that drives alcoholism and addiction and causes people to not get help or take so long to get help. And I think there are a lot of parallels there in some ways. Yeah. Well, I could keep t- talking to you forever, but I know that we're short on time. So I like to ask my guests one thing we should stop doing today and one thing we should start doing today. It can be like anything skincare related or just life, wellness, whatever. Okay. One thing we should stop. Well, I the first thing we should start is really looking at, and this doesn't have to do with skincare, is really start to look at to love ourselves, like to learn self-love. I feel like that is the most important lesson that I'm taking out of all of this is because at the end of the day, we're all one and it's all about love. We are love. What we see is love, whatever you believe in God, whatever love, self-love. So when we self-criticize and self-judge, so stop doing that. And then I really feel strongly that's what I, I'm working on. So. That's definitely something that I would say. 
Amazing. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. At My Skincare. And then our, we have a website shop, myskincare.com for all our products. And yeah, I'm always here for any questions. I know you probably got a million questions about the sea buckler and I, I'm sorry because I, you probably don't. That's what I get all day long, by the way. (laughs) I am. I can only imagine the level that you get the questions, but you're very responsive and your videos are so helpful. And you're always putting out instructional videos constantly on your Instagram. So everybody who's listening and has questions, just go to Instagram, TikTok, everything that you want to know is there. And thank you so much for coming on. It was so good talking to you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. hope you enjoyed that episode. If you liked it, and if you like the show in general, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It goes a long way, and it's actually the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to the Blonde Files podcast on Instagram. I'm always posting about each episode there or over on my personal page at Ariel Laurie.